0: Before we get started with this week's episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, a couple things to talk to you about here. First being mybookie.ag. If you're looking to play some wagers on all kinds of sports, Super Bowl's over. but We can do our weekly PGA wagers, do some baseball futures. If you like playing some NBA, some college basketball, they have it all. Heck, if you like betting the Oscars, they have all kinds of crazy prop bets. Go to mybookie.ag and use promo code BENCHED when you make your first deposit. And you'll get a 50% deposit bonus. you deposit $100, use promo code BENCHED, you get $50. Bucks. Deposit $500, you get $250. Bucks. It's up to $1,000. So go to mybookie.ag, promo code BENCHED, for a 50% first-time deposit bonus. Also, if you like playing daily fantasy sports, and I'm assuming you do, if you're listening to the show, go try Draft.com. It is a fun, fun way to play uh, daily fantasy sports. Draft in your app store, they have all the sports. They have baseball, hockey, football, basketball. They have golf like we love there. It's tons of fun with draft, And the best part is you're the only guy that owns them. There is no ownership to worry about. They started with the snake-style drafts. They're a blast. Then they have the um, auction-style drafts. They have the best ball drafts now. Baseballs will be starting up pretty soon. And use promo code SD Sports when you check out for a free $3 tournament of your choice. That is draft.com. Draft in your app store. Promo code SD Sports. Last but not least, if you give us a rating and review on iTunes, we'd much, much appreciate it. We'd help the podcast go a long, long ways. With all that being said, welcome to the always pressing PGA DFS podcast previewing the 2019 AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Play. Sir. yeah. The And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast. You can check us out on Twitter at Always Press DFS. This week, we'll be previewing the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Some love it. Some hate it. Always entertaining. Well. I'm on Twitter at BD Inter and my co-host, as always. Find them on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods.
1: Doing well, dude. Uh, it was a weird week of golf. We got a lot to talk about before we even talk about this AT&T Pro-Am.
0: Yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely a weird week. Looking at the uh, the outline, um, could have probably talked about a lot more. We probably will, even though it's not there. But uh, a lot going on. We'll just kick it off with the waste management. It's always a fun tournament. It was a stacked leaderboard. You know, your final round of Ricky, JT, and shoots. You know, things are going pretty. But um, let's talk about Ricky first. Ricky takes it home. He almost had a Ricky-like finish. It got a little rough. Before we talk about what happened, just overall, what do you think about Ricky's performance and the win at the waste management?
1: Yeah, it was a uh, it was a weird final round. A, it was raining the whole time, um, which always just throws a wrench in things. It wasn't. It was perfect weather leading up to this. When I say perfect, not raining, um, about sixty degrees most of the time, a little wind, but. So he had really good playing conditions. He played really well for the first three days, obviously was way ahead going into the final round. Um, And yeah, man, I mean, like, you know, you tweeted out that the picture of what, or the video of what happened to him on 11, where he was sitting in okay position, 33 yards from the hole, hits it over the green into the water, drops, walks up back up to the green and the ball rolls back into the water. I mean, like, the dude has just the worst luck. I, I don't know. Cause if you remember a couple of years ago on 17, he was in contention, mm-hmm. hits a really, really good drive right at the middle of the green. He gets a, like the hardest kick you can possibly hit goes over the green into the water and he loses the golf tournament. So I, I was glad he was able to pull it out, man. I mean, he made some massive putts, um, really, really big putts. Uh, it, it, it really can't be understated how well he, his short game was, was going, he lost his iron play and, and his driver was a little wonky there on, on Sunday. But other than that, man, I mean, the putter was just going, I mean, to make that 16 footer for triple bogey on 11, um, almost 17 foot was is this clutch, man. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, that was, that was tremendous watching him hit that because it could have really unraveled quickly. And um, that, that was a tremendous putt, 16 feet after all hell broke loose and, um, he got fortunate they were gonna give them an extra penalty there, but they they came back and so it was only a triple instead of a quad. There's a lot of weird things in there. I, I get the rule that it was in play, then it fell. Yeah, it's just that's a that's a yeah, Ricky only Ricky probably thing could happen. Um, and I, I was talking to a buddy this morning who was back in North Arizona from here, I know and he'll golf on desert courses once in a while. And I was asking him, well, "Are they really that like fast? And just things fly through there?" He didn't fly the green on his chip; he chipped through the green. On the yeah. chip. It was yeah. like, like that drive on seventeen last year; it was crazy. And he says, "Yeah." And the weather, it, my buddy said, "The wet it gets." He says it just turns into almost an ice slick, and it doesn't catch anything because of the type of grass. And he's—I always complain about you know when I chip, my I never get any roll out. He's like, "Well, you love you love Arizona." <laughs> so, but, but, uh, like you saw Brendan grace on 17 hits one of the water. So it looked like, you know, for a pro pretty easy up and down possibility to save par and he watched, he, he chips it right through the green into the bunker. It, it was pretty wild, but, um, uh, that bogey 12, I thought it was going to get really bad. Then he rebounded and when he hit that drive on 17 and kept it in play, it was, it was all over.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he made some really good shots down the stretch, um, and just had some really terrible luck, especially on 11, but I'm glad he. I'm glad he finally got over the hump there at the waste management and got the win.
0: Yeah, he's a regular regular fan there. I guess uh, they've been calling him Big Dick Rick for quite some time. That was a big point of an interview Sunday morning, which you know times are slow when that is the point of an interview. But um, <laughs> let's talk about a couple of guys that kind of surprised us: Tony Finau, Phil Mickelson missing the cut. Finau, if you're a course history believer, well, this course for some reason. Phil, on the other hand, doesn't, and they and he had a horrific Friday. Both these guys missed the cuts. Uh, Glover, Dalman, Chalky cut misses. There's a lot of uh, interest in the bright side. Yes, we like. It's been very low six to sixes so far to start the year. But at the same time, um, you see some of these names missed the cut, and it kind of stands out. Any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I mean Tony was the highest owned on the DraftKings slate um, besides Glover, who missed the cut as well. So right out the gate, I mean it was just a clusterfuck. <laughs> um, Tony's just doesn't have good course history there, and it shows. Phil, on the other hand, he hit some of like the worst field shots, and he shot seventy five after shooting sixty eight. He didn't play that great on um, Thursday. I thought he was going to have a pretty good bounce back around and a little bit better on Friday, but I mean, it, like he he hit some ten handicap shots around that golf course on Friday, so. Yeah, I I don't really know what what to deal with. I don't want to accuse him of anything, but it seemed to me like he had something uh something else going on this weekend.
0: Yeah, he did look like he checked out. He looked like he, he hitting horrible shots on Friday. it's yeah. not even there. The normal short game that was pretty good was non-existent. It was a very interesting fill round to say the least. Uh, before we move on from the waste management, there's a lot of different things we could mention. Any final thoughts on that, Brendan Grew? Jt didn't doing much on the weekend. Overall, like Bubba Watson was there, and then he imploded. uh, Hideki top fifteen and the usual suspects.
1: Yeah, yeah, and another guy too, Matthew Wolf, um, amateur out of Oklahoma State, won a bunch of tournaments last year on the NCAA on the NCAA circuit, whatever you want to call it, um, in college basically. And he made the cut. um, Didn't have a great weekend, but I mean, just to make the cut there, he's 19 years old. Some got to watch his swing is different. Um, but he'll he's probably gonna be an up and comer uh here in the next few years. So keep your eye on him when he's in the when he's in the field.
0: An interesting rules violation and then it got res what happened there because that was something very interesting.
1: Yeah, so with the new rules, um basically the the caddy cannot be behind the player to help him line up his shot. Um when like when he ad- once he addresses the the ball the, the caddy cannot be behind the player basically it's just you you can't have your caddy help you line up your you know where you're gonna hit the ball this happened to Hao Tong Li in the on the Euro Tour week before last on the final hole but it was on a putt and he got a two shots two shot penalty um, for it which was very marginal and there was a huge uproar o- over it on Twitter um, <clears throat> nothing was done about this but so Denny McCarthy on uh, Friday gets a two-shot penalty because they said that his, you know, his caddy helped him line up a shot. But if you watch the replay, it's one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. The caddy standing behind him, he's taking a few practice swings. Caddy steps away, then he steps back, lines himself up, and then addresses the ball. So they 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 took it away. They took the penalty away, which is pretty unprecedented for the PGA Tour or the USGA to do something like that. Um, because when do you ever see them admit that they were wrong? Uh, never. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's this rule and the new rules are going to be weird going forward. Yeah, it, it was really, really interesting because, um,
0: like you said, his caddy was like basically talking to him, not really telling him what to like line up or anything. He goes and hits a shot, gets the penalty. He snuck into the cut line by like one or close. Like it could have been a big make or break type deal. And then when the thing I was wondering, is I saw clips all over the place that night um, that uh, Ricky Fowler was doing the same thing. So it was yeah. very interesting because there's there footage of Ricky's guys doing that and he didn't get penalized. And then the next day they was some of the, the deal. So not sure what happened there, but it's interesting to see this rules just mess continue to happen. It's, just
1: a, it's also just a weird rule. Like, you know, who gives a shit if somebody helps you line up like, I don't. I don't know. I just don't. I don't get it. Other than, it's just another fucking rule in the golf rule book. Yeah, it would be interesting.
0: But uh, one last thing we'll talk about here: Sergio Garcia was over there in Saudi Arabia, and he temper tantrum for temper tantrums, <laughs> messed up like five or six greens. Just ran his spikes to the greens. Uh, he went and just destroyed a bunker because it wasn't raked properly, and he got disqualified. Any thoughts on Sergio? Just act like a two-year-old
1: did you see his video of him in the bunker
0: oh yes like i've i've, I've even said you watch like john ramos i think the cameras is close. sergio literally i think probably what a 10 plus wax in that bunker at the ground
1: oh, man i've never seen a professional golfer act like that on a golf course i'm sure it's happened um to have tape that video of it and to actually watch it it's just it's wild, and yeah, I don't know what how he did it. I read that it it was like kind of resembled, like, like basically, if camel would walk across the you know the green, and some guy behind them were complaining, and then eventually, this Virginia was like, "Yeah, I did it." Hey, cute him! I mean, how fucking bizarre is that?
0: Yeah, that that, that was really really bad. Well, so it comes to that. He he made his apology and everything, but it was a pretty pretty bad deal there with uh, surge. All right, let's get on to the at t Pebble Beach Pro Am. 156 man field. You got amateurs, celebrities, the works with all the professional golfers. We've already had over a dozen players withdraw and replacements put into play. DraftKings messed up on a lot of that because their prices came out early for once, which was very strange. Um, you have three courses are playing. I'll get into the course preview in a minute, but. Got some past event history for us, JSC?
1: Yep, yep, So um obviously this is played at three different golf courses. You'll talk about that here in a minute, but it's uh it's over on the uh, Monterey Peninsula, which is in your neck of the woods. Um last year, uh pretty much the giant killer, Ted Butter Jr. Um I think he was was he up or was he like st- tied with dj going the last round i can't remember
0: i think he was either tied or a stroke or two behind
1: yeah and so it was the lock of the century if you remember everybody twitter everybody in the whole universe was i mean just bet DJ 250 and take your money and do whatever you want with it and uh ted Barr jr (laughs) wins by three shots last year over day mips and chez and dj um, I mean, he just took them all down. He that was one of the best iron performances I remember seeing in a long time. The dude was hitting things, hitting his ball stiff um, and, and making a lot of putts. obviously, 1700 17-under. The year before that, Jordan Spieth was the winner, 19 under four shots over Kelly Craft. The uh, before that, 16, Baum Taylor, 17-under, one shot over Phil. Uh Snedeker won here a couple times. DJ um, DJ's won here a couple times. Uh, Phil has won here four times. He
0: dominates this course. Um, let's get into some course previews. We said three courses in play. You got Pebble. That's the uh, the love of everybody. You got Spyglass, and you got MPC. I'm going to go super deep on all these. I'll kind of tell you how they're going to play out. MPC is a par 71, 6,953 yards. It's Monterey Peninsula. Uh, is a private golf course. Uh, all these greens are going to be POA. They're all going to be rather small compared to the normal. They're all going to be about 11 to 12 on the stem, so rather – not not too bad. Not too bad for PGA standards. When it comes to MPC, this is the course yearly and often on. It is very good Uh There are a lot of holes uh, through the trees and everything, but a lot of it's out there on the coastline. Beautiful scenic uh, golf course. Lots of bunkers and play around the greens. Some of the fairways uh, as well. Uh, all these courses are short enough. They're all less than driver courses. A lot of similarities out here. But... um when it comes to MPC, it's definitely the course you want to attack, and you'll, you'll see a lot of guys go low on this one. Um, in a minute, when I get to the weather, as of now, I almost think you're going to want to be on MPC or Spyglass on Saturday, which is a little different than the norm. And you're going to notice when parents come out. I haven't seen them yet, but usually, all the famous celebrities, the Gretzkys and the you know the Romos and Rogers and all those guys, they're they're paired up with some of the bigger. PGA Tour names, and they're always going to be on the same course together. And more often than not, they're Saturday both. So usually the popular group starts and uh, on MPC goes to supply glass and issues at pedal. So keep that in mind when you're looking at it. Might change this year, but MPC attack. It's challenging of the three. Par 72, 6,958 yards, almost 7,000 yards. It is a very – Strenuous course, a lot of uphill, downhill, a lot of in the trees. It's a lot of walking for these guys, and as wet as it is right, it's going to play longer than seventy nine fifty eight. Like NPC's yardage is similar, but it's a lot flithing. Where Spyglass is going to be a lot more work involved. So uh, for the bombers, they might be able to take advantage of Spyglass for the fact that it's not going to roll out of them. It's going to be very, very wet. But uh, keep an eye on that. Is that's the one that's going to be the tough one. But like I said, on Saturday, when we get to the weather about possibly being windy, the trees could help a lot there. So something to keep an eye on the spyglass. And then Pebble, as many have seen the, the, the pictures, the coast the short part 3-7, which is absolutely amazing. There's a ton to like at Pebble. Uh, again, very uh, small greens, very drivable, friendly fairways. But one thing I will say, because I've seen a lot of talk about this that they're not going to be ready for the the U.S. Open. Well, I've talked to a few guys, one that's playing this weekend. He's won the tournament over a decade ago here as an end in the Pro-Am. He is a member of Pebble Beach, and he has said they've been working on this course for over six months already. They have tightened a lot of the fairways. They've let the rough grow into where there used to be fairways. The rough is longer than normal. He said he remembered playing in this tournament in 2010. It was the hardest uh, Pebble Beach Pro-Am he's ever played in. He expects this one to be harder. Uh, the tee boxes won't be the U.S. Open tee boxes, but the markers have been out there since the tournament ended last year. The greens, they redid, I believe, two more greens. They've redid, redid the last like, four or five years. They've changed some of them around without complete redos. They're making it very, they're very complicated. They're putting the coastline even more in play. Uh, Accuracy is going to be king. As wet as it is, as quick as the rough will grow, this is going to be a very difficult course. Accuracy is going to be very, very important. We're in the past, you could bomb it, the rough wouldn't kill you, and you made it work. So something to keep in mind here when you're looking at these courses. It's not going to be as easy as it once was, but will um, something to look at as you go further. All right, let's talk a little um, weather uh, with this one. You have rain right now as we speak on Monday, and as it goes throughout the weekend – it uh, looks like there's slight chances of rain Friday to Saturday. There's good chances. It, to, yesterday it was heavy chances. It's already dropped down to so light chances. It might be gone by then. Right now the forecast on AccuWeather, they're talking about an hour possible of rain, less than a, like, like five hundredths of an inch. The biggest thing on Saturday is uh, wind gusts from 12 to 20 miles an hour. It's going to be windy. Coming off the coast, it can be even windier. So there is a lot to uh, look at when you're looking at the weather on uh, – other than that, it comes down to the normal little things. Most of the winds ten, uh, 5 to ten miles an hour, and uh, otherwise not a lot. Of and just really normal coastal uh, conditions. So, just uh, accuracy off the tee. The short game will be key because with the greens being so small, to be able to work around the greens, up and down. The bunker play could be very, very important. So, um, with all that being said. It, with the cut, after three days, you're going to want your scores. You're going to look at birdies. We're going to get into some fan share talk here in a minute. Uh, really interesting stuff here to look at it. Um, guys coming in in really good form in the last three uh, tournaments that are in this field. DraftKings points gained. So not overall DraftKings points on average in their last three, but points gained over previous productions. Your top guy coming into this event is Chez Reedy. He's coming in hot, another great performance last week at the Waste Management, top five at the Waste Management. Uh, kucher has been actually on fire. He's coming in at number two. They got guys like Adam Hadwin. When we get into the prices this week. Massive price decrease compared to what we've seen of late from Hadwin. Uh, Taylor Gooch, Davis Love third coming in in really good form. And that's a guy I'm going to talk about later because on these short precision courses like Pebble and whatnot, these older guys that don't bomb me come into play here. Uh, Jason Kocrock, another big finish last week, coming in in great, great form. So keep – and then you got the likes of, um, of uh, Adam Svensson, M is on fire, Nate Lashley, Jonathan Bird. So coming in the last three events, those guys are coming in really, really hot. Uh, draft team's points gained. Events back. Uh, we got the likes of Cooper, now, went from second to first, Cheson from first to second. So both coming in in great form. Adam Hadwin still third place in that event, so great form from Hadwin. And then our boy Dominic Paselli, another cheap guy that we'd like to get, get in play. Scott Piercy, Kokrat, Cantlay. Uh, Lucas Glover, who we'll talk about letting us down last week, but jumping back on that soon. Nate Lashley and Tony Finau as well. A couple other things on Fanshare to a look at. I put the last three Pebble Beach Pro-Am's into the system. His drafting points gained just at the Pro-Am. Some have under the belt, some have three. So I'll leave the one-tournament guys out. But guys that played all three tournaments, Jason Day, he's uh, picking up almost 50 draftings points. Phil Mickelson, D.J. Jordan Spieth, and Kevin Sherman are guys that really, really play well to Pebble Beach. A couple other things real quick, and then we'll get rocking and rolling here. Uh, guys coming in really good course history and course form at this place, according to share.com. Jason Day, Brant Snedeker, Phil Mickelson, Russell Knox. That's one that really got my attention, putting notes together. Cabrera Bello, Trey Mullenfire, actually, Ah, uh, Ches Reeve, and Scott Pierce here are a few. There's many, many more, but we'll get into those. We do the DraftKings pricing and whatnot. Um, what key stats are you looking for this week?
1: So for me this week, uh, big time greens and regulation. Uh, I do think driving distance off the tee will uh, obviously driving distance off the tee uh, will, will be a factor um, overall. Tee to green game and, and waiting some putting stats as well as, as you know course history too. You know we have three different courses. It's more like an event history kind of thing.
0: Yeah, definitely, that's that's something I was talking about. Is uh, you know, there's certain courses to attack in, in Monterey Peninsula. Spyglass is the, the toughest of the three, and then you got but uh, and weather on Saturday is going to be interesting. I don't think it's going to get as much rain as people are thinking, unless it changes again. Right now, at, like overnight, they almost called off all the rain. There's very slight chance it's going to be very windy on Saturday, so so keep in mind with the like, tee times in that respect. There sh- could be some overnight rain, but during the day it should be all done. All right, let's get into some DraftKings picks for this. Five guys over ten K. You got DJ at eleven four. Just one over there in Saudi Arabia. Jason Day at ten nine. Tony Finau at ten six. Fleetwood at ten three. Cooch at ten thousand. Where do you start your lineup set, Jesse? Yeah,
1: I. I you know, obviously, anytime, obviously, every, every week when we get up in this range, it's like you know any of these guys could win. Um, one thing about this golf tournament is, is that. It's not there are a lot of long shots who win here. Um and so starting here may not be the best way to go. You might want to go more balanced, or you might want to go totally stars and scrubs and try to catch a, a super long shot down in the in the bottom. Um for me this week, Jason Day is my favorite play in this range. Um ten thousand nine hundred. He's uh played here a bunch and his last Four finishes are second, fifth, eleventh, and fourth, um, and is coming off a of fifth. At, you know at the Farmers Insurance Open, it'll be interesting to see. I'm sure you talked about, it, but I missed it. How Pebble plays um, if it's a little bit tougher. I feel like you know that would that would suit more of, of Day's game. I feel like he plays a little bit better on tougher tracks. Um, so other than Day here, I think Dustin Johnson is very playable. He would be the most popular guy, you know. Obviously, he's the he's the top price, so most people won't pay up for him. is interesting because he's coming off a super chalky miscut. Um, he burned a lot, a lot of people last week, uh, so that should de- de- depress his ownership. Um, Fleetwood, I always, I always like Fleetwood. Um, price is not bad for him, in my opinion. And then Cooch, you know, I mean Coocher, he's been playing really well lately. I, I throw out that final round on Sunday in the rain his course history is okay. It's nothing like fantastic. Uh, he did finish 62nd here last year, missed the cut in 2017. So, um, he's, he's okay. Uh, he is, he's really hot. He's a really, really good at this point in the season. So, you know, I I totally could see a case for him as well, but, uh, days, days my guy up top here.
0: Yeah. I've already heard a ton of people just drooling over Dustin Johnson. I get it. He's, um, and, you know, I'm not going to believe that always oh, flying across the world. Basically, yeah, he's flying first class on a private jet and things are just fine. Not not to. People need to stop. Stop with that narrative real quick. Um, if he doesn't play well, I'm not going to blame him on the flight. He does love playing 11, made cuts, eight top tens, two wins. There's no sugar it's, it's a great play. But I'm with you. I really like the idea of paying down five hundred dollars Jason day. I like Day a lot this week. You know, T5, a the 13th, a 16th, T 11 T11, T5 his last five events. He's made 99 nine cuts here with five top tens. You mentioned his last few times out here. He's been outstanding. And I get that the rough's going to be longer. The fairways are narrower on Pebble. they got it. They're getting it ready for the USO Jason today quite well. So I do. And his driver can get out of whack. but He doesn't need to go train. That's the beauty of it because you're going to hear that about Jason Day a lot is his driver's a uh, sketchy tool, but he doesn't need to use that tool. So uh, I, I do like Jason Day. Fleetwood's always intriguing. First time here. It uh, doesn't scare me a ton with guys like Fleetwood's Tom, but the other guy I like here outside of day is I do like future quite a bit. He's in form, as you mentioned, uh, he still finished T4 last week, even though he's kind of struggled. Uh, he's got a T4, a win, a T19, a T20 if you going to win in his last five events. Um, he had, like he said, T62 and a missed cut. He didn't play for a while here at Pebble, but the way his game is, the form he's in, the one, I like him a lot at 10K, and I think he gets overlooked in this group. I got to go cheapest in this range. I think I go Cooch. I think there's a lot to like there with them. So for me, it's Day and Kutcher. Um I love Fino. I'm curious to see what he does this week. That's where I'm kind of at on Fino. I'm not for some reason in on him. I wasn't on him last week, but um, those are my two 10K range. Yep,
1: it's just hard to pay Let's up that, that much nine. for Fino after a miscut, you know. But I mean, he did finish 23rd yeah. here in 2017, so. It's going to be fun with the fan share
0: because of a lot of these big names. You mentioned Finau, Phil Glover, Domino, and some other guys that were chalky last week, missing the cut. Really curious to see how we jump on board because we talk of these are guys we like to attack at low ownership, but I right. still couldn't bring myself to Finau, and I'm not. it's going to be hard to bring myself to Phil, we'll talk about him in a minute. There are some good spots this week to get back on board. Yep. All right. We got in the 9K range at Cantlay at 98, Phil at 96, Speed at 94, Reed Scott at 92, Casey 91, Reedy off a big finish at the Waste Management at 9,000. You know, there's Cantley and Mickelson coming off missed cuts last time we saw them. What do you like in the 9K range? Uh,
1: I, you know, you said you don't know about Phil. I, I I like Phil this week. Um, I hope that a lot of people – he was one of the higher-owned last week as well. I hope a lot of people got burned by him and they do not go back. Second last year here – 65th the year before 2016 he was second again he's one here as we said a bunch um i just you know i i'm just gonna throw out and not even worry about that last round i see if you go back and watch it like it was really weird and i he just i just feel like there was something else going on there that he wanted to get out um and that's fine so i i, I like Phil quite a bit at, at 9600 um you know, he's just he's played so well around here. I think Speeth is super interesting at 94. I'll be interested to see how highly touted he is. He has really good course history: 20th, 1st, 21st, 7th, 4th, um, and and showed a little bit of promise at the Farmers Open. Um, I know he played the easier track the best, uh, but it could be another week where it's kind of like similar to that. And you know he's just he's played so well around here that uh, I think he's definitely worth a look. And then Paul Casey for me would be my my third choice at 9100. Um, eighth here last year, uh, and and he's coming off a second in in Asia. Man, I'm not really sure about that. He missed the cut of the sunny Open, but he's done that before, and so I I'll, I'm not super worried about that either. But uh, Paul Casey, you know, just he hits the ball so well that uh, you know he at any point he could go low and and pay off there, and you really only got get about a top fifteen out of him.
0: Yeah, don't mind that at all. Um, I'll, I'll kick it off at of Cantley at 98, coming off that missed cut. He, before that he had four straight top nine or better finishes. He's made three or three cuts here, including a top ten. I got no problem getting back on the Cantley Wagon at 98. Hopefully there's some sour grapes with him because he was chalkier than chalky at the farmers and let everybody down. Um I do like your call on Phil. I have him on my list here. Um he was my one and done pick here last year just because for a guy that likes to talk course history like myself, I know you do too. It's hard to, like you said, not talk about what he's done at this golf tournament. He loves playing in this tournament. He loves playing at Pebble Beach. He, he's, and, and I'm not saying he can't bomb it, but like you don't have to bomb it. It plays more into Phil's game than it does some other guys here. Like He can really focus more on what he's got to do and hit little edges in and do his thing. So I, I do like it a lot of Phil. And like you said, that last looks really, really weird. Uh, a one that might go over hug overlook is – Pat Reed at ninety three hundred bucks. He's coming in in really good form. T thirteen or better in uh, in three of his last four events. He's made five or six remember, prior to that. T twenty three, T six, T twenty nine, T thirteen. He has played really well here. Uh, he's been playing a lot of golf, a lot of traveling. But I think Pat Reed at ninety three very interesting could go low owned in this group. Uh, you mentioned Casey. You can keep keep an eye on Reeve It's cur- curious to see how his ownership after a solid week last week, but. Up in the nine k could be pretty at least five straight cuts. He had a T two here last year after that big, uh, big performance last year. And maybe he's in the proper form. But if I just got to pick a couple, I kind of like can't lay Phil and Reed in k range. Uh, interesting range up here because, he, like you said, you could go start some scrubs. There's a lot of guys in the six and the sevens, so you can definitely do some of these nine k and ten uh, k guys to make it happen.
1: The other thing is, you know, you get three. Right. You also get three rounds for sure out of all of your players. So the cut's not going to happen until Saturday.
0: Thing is, I'd be almost more if you want to on some of these lower guys because I'm not saying it's okay if you miss the Sunday round, but it's definitely not going to hurt you as much. So right. if you get, you know, you pay up and the three guys you pay up for are all top five and this, the other guy you know, has one good, one or two good rounds and blows up and just misses the cut, you're probably still going to be just fine. Right. So keep in mind. All right, 8K range. Just missed it last week. It's 8900 bucks. There's already the bad weather narrative with Grace. You got Shane Lowry at 88, Hadwin at 87, Fitzpatrick at 86, Kokrak at 85, our boy Sunjay at 84, RCB at 83. He's already tweeting out pitch putting in the rain. Uh, Stedeker at 82, Knox at 81, and Champ, all the way down to 8,000. But uh, what do you got here, Jesse? Yeah,
1: I think uh, Grace is okay. I do think he'll be more popular than probably what I would like. He did finish 20th here last year, so – I don't know. I, I might be more on the freight freight train for him, especially for GPPs or are getting little to no uh, exposure. Um, getting some exposure if you want to, whatever. Uh, Adam Hadwin is super interesting to me at eighty seven hundred. Finished thirty ninth here in two thousand seventeen. He actually puts pretty well on Poa, which is what these greens mostly are. Um, so I'll I'll have him, and then Crack man. It's it's really difficult for me to pay eighty five hundred dollars for. Jason Koke, I'm surprised he was as popular as he was last week. Uh, I know he's coming off a good week, and, and he's basically top 35 here three straight years, 35th, 23rd, 30th, the last three years. The last three years here, two straight top 20s, 18th in the Desert Classic. Um, you know, when when he's when his ball striking is on, he is really really good. But his price has come up so much here that he's GPP only play. I mean, he was 7300 last week at the Phoenix Open, 7100. At the Farmers Insurance, so to pay eighty five for him is is kind of weird. I'll definitely go back to M again this week. Um, he just continues to kind of turn out cuts and play some solid golf. And then lastly, but not least, and probably my favorite play here is Brand Snedeker. Twentieth year last year, fourth year before, one here before. Um, you know, he's he's a West Coast guy. He knows he knows these greens and he hasn't missed a cut in forever. So I, I think Snedeker at eighty two hundred is pretty cash viable.
0: Yeah, I like a lot of that. Like, He's gone quite the price decrease here. But he continues to make cuts. He's made one-on-one cuts here. Yeah, he T-44 is last time out, but T-2, T-57, T-10. These courses fit him pretty darn well, like you said. So $8,700 for Adam, not a problem at all. Uh, Kokrak is interesting. I agree the price bump has been quite uh, interesting, to say the least, 800 bucks. And he almost let so many people down last week. We had a huge Friday to bring him back. Then had a huge weekend. But you know, T fifteen here last year. He likes this this course as well. I can see the appeal. or T thirteen here, but uh, it is tough to play that price, especially when I can play our boy Son JM at eighty four hundred bucks. I love this play. Uh, B seven last week. He's got T fifteen or better in four or five tournaments. This guy is just a pure ball striker. We said it every podcast. But um, it's hard not to like him, and that price just keeps slowly going up, which is fine by me. So uh, I have no problem there. RCB is always interesting because they usually price some of this range, and he's a better golfer than this range. Like, he is a world-class top 50 in the world, sometimes like top 30 in the world golfer. And at the price point of 8300 bucks, he's one of those guys that you, I can see winning any tournament he shows up to if he shows up. And um, I don't know 300 bucks. He had a T26er last year. Definitely a good price tag for RCB. But then you said it, Sneds is a great pick. For those course history buffs, Sneds is an absolute monster. Eight of 11 cuts made here. He's made four straight, including a fourth and a first. He's won twice, three top tens. And overall, he's making cuts on tour like you said. Can't go wrong there. And one other, uh, Russell Knox is interesting. We saw him striking it well a couple of weeks ago. And um, he comes in playing really, really well. At this tournament, three of five made cuts, including a T-15 last year, with a T-10 and T-18 in two of his last three to- uh, appearances on tour. So he played, got a great iron game. It fits this kind of course, especially wet. So someone to keep an eye on for low ownership-wise. His name came up on some of the fan-share information, uh, gaining a lot of good drafting points per round of late. As Russell Knox, any $100. Bucks. So I've got to narrow down. I really like Hadwin. I like him, and I like Stedger. Kind of nice. But if I want pivots, Knox and RCB are interesting pivots, that I'm definitely going to keep an eye on this week. All right, let's head on to the 7K range. We are locked and loaded with so much fun, Jesse. Start 7,500 and above and give me some of the guys you're looking at.
1: It's A.B. Holmes. I think he's okay. Uh, he missed the cut here last year, but 23rd, 11th, 10th, in the three years prior to that. So the last four years, he's – or last one, two, three, four, five – Five of the last six cuts he's made, he didn't miss the cut last year, but he's coming off a uh, decent performance in Phoenix. Um, He did shoot 79 at the Farmer's Insurance Open, but I'm I'm sure he's over that and kind of moved on. Glover, you know, at $7,700. So, like, my thing with Glover, like, last week I would have never played him. So I played him on my May lineup, which went two of six. One thing I didn't mention is like I continuously put my worst lineup in all these season long contests and it's just absolutely tilted my face off. And it showed on Thursday because mainly because of Glover, when he locked at 30% in the $333, I really wanted to puke. Um, you know, I had him and Fina on that team and both of them were over 30% and it just blew my mind. If, if, if I would have known Glover was going to be that high, I never would have played him. Fina a different story, but um, he did finish. So Glover finished 11th here in 2016, um, which is the last time he played. He did miss the cut last week, but before that he was 12th, 7th, 14th and 17th dating back to the uh, Safeway open. So I don't know what happened. Like he hit, he just hit the ball terribly. He actually made a pretty good run back on Thursday only to make a triple bogey. Um, and then I, I didn't follow him at all on, on Friday cause I was so tilted. Um, so I don't know what happened to him on Friday. but even more. You know, so whatever. So that's fine. Um, he shoots two over par, misses the cut by what? What was the cut? By three shots. I mean, he could have been there. He just had some blowups. Most people will not go back to him, especially if you give him a price increase. Everybody was all over him last week because his tee to green game has just been on point. Most people will not go back to him. If you go back to him, you will get less ownership, and you should get a better golfer than what played last week. You should. I fucking hope anyways. That's all I got in that range. (laughs) All right, I I see the
0: JB Holmes appeal. No problem with that at all. A guy I mentioned a lot in the the, um, fan share information is really good form. Is uh, Scott Piercy coming in? At least five straight made cuts. He's made back to back cuts here, including a T twenty last year. Um, He's a birdie machine, and for a three cut before uh, three days before the cut event, I got no problem with Piercy at seventy eight. I'm 100% with the Glover train. I got no problem hopping back on there not as long as last week, but I definitely want to share that because I agree it should be a better golfer, should be lower owned. He can play very well at a course like this. I have no problem with be 700 bucks um, a cash game play. I'm looking at here, which is weird to say for this player in a cash game play, but it's 7,500 bucks. Uh, Nick Watney has my attention. Uh, T39 last week. He's continuing to make cuts over and over. And he's made 11 of 14 cuts of this event, including three straight, including the second four years ago. He's got three top tens at this event. Uh, You know, he just hurt a couple years back. That's why he struggled. But he's healthy now, and he's playing pretty good golf. So a guy like Nick Watney, I wouldn't call it his local course, but he's from Dixon, California. He's about three hours away. It's Between Napa and this course, these are his two kind of local courses. Um, So Nick Watney at 75. I I don't mind that as a cash game type play at a lower price. I really like him for that. The one name I just want to get your opinion on, Jesse, because he has my attention. I'm just wondering what to do with him is Doug Gim. Um, T-third on the web last week. He T-20ed uh, at the Farmers. This young kid out of Texas is playing some good golf. Um, he's going to be $700, 600 Any thoughts on him?
1: Uh, if I could get my, my stuff to load. Uh, I mean, I, I know that name um, just from the web or whatever. I think he's fine for a, a GPP, he should be low-owned. Um, but I don't think that anybody in this range will be necessarily like chalky. Uh, so, you know, if you're around here and, and you're, and you want to take a gamble, I, I think he's fine.
0: All right. What do you like in the 7,400 and below?
1: So there's a few down here. Uh, I'll start just at the, at the top, Michael Thompson, um, Course history is is pretty sketchy. Miss cut, miss cut, nineteenth, forty eighth, missed cut, and that's like odd. Like it's not consecutive years. The last time he played here was two thousand seventeen. He missed the cut, but coming off a of thirteenth at the Farmers Insurance Open, ninth before that at the Desert Classic, I don't think he'll go under notice with those two last those last two finishes. Um, but I do like him quite a bit at seventy four hundred. Pat Perez, your boy, Flat Bill. Um, he gets around here, and he gets around here pretty well. When's the last time he missed a cut here?
0: Yeah, I got it for you right here. It was a, he's made like a shitload of cuts in a row at this course. Uh, he's made 14, 16 cuts here. Um, it doesn't all I have is the last five, <laughs> and he's in t yeah. fourteen or better in three of those four. He's got three top tens. He I've,
1: I've I've got back to two thousand twelve, and he he's played here every year since two thousand twelve, and he hasn't missed a cut. Um, again, I don't think that'll go unnoticed. He likes, but he he is gonna, likes this place, right? he puts well here. Um, he, he he overall plays well here. So I think he's a really good play at 7,300 and would highly consider him on my cash team. If I was playing cash this week, which I'm, I'm not going to, but if you're playing cash, I think he is a guy to definitely take a look at, um, coming off a miscut and a WD and another miscut. So maybe that suppresses some ownership. He doesn't have the, both the mixtures of good form and, uh, in the course history, which usually spells chalk. But, uh, another guy at 7,200 is Aaron Badley. Another guy who has not missed a cut here since at least 2011, uh, not necessarily like killing it fifth, 55th, 51st, 54th, 56th. So, I mean, he's not like out there completely murdering stuff, but he is making the cut. So, you know, if you're looking for a guy down here at 7,200, uh, he, you know, he'd be got to consider it. And last but not least, uh, Nate Lashley at 7,000. Uh, his only appearance here was last year, 2018. He did miss the cut um, at that point, but he's just been playing really well here recently, hitting a bunch of greens in regulation. Um, he doesn't necessarily hit it super far, uh, but if he can hit some, you know, hit a bunch of greens and, and make some make some putts, you know, coming off of 12th, at Desert Classic. So um, he's super interesting to me for GPPs.
0: I've down. I think that's very, very interesting. A couple other guys, Trey Mullinex, 7,400, T-15, T-25 last two weeks. He made five straight cuts on tour. And he's two for two in cuts made here, T-47 and T-14. Coming in, striking them all very, very well so far this season. So Trey at 74 is interesting. I like your Thompson call a lot at 7 as well. Pat Perez I'd written down. Um, you're going to get low ownership on a guy that would show. I think that's interesting. He could also just blow up the way you has been playing lately, but Three rounds of Pat in an environment he likes, I'll, I'll take my chances. Um, Joel Dahman, I'm going back to that well at 7200 bucks. I don't know what the hell happened to him. Um, he, he had a rough weekend, but this is a guy that fixed the ball very, very well. Um, but prior to that event, he was killing He's made two cuts made here. At $7,200, I don't have a problem going back a little well and seeing what happens unless something's like wrong with him for sure. But as far as we know, he's healthy. Uh, Ryan Armour coming in in rough form, back-to-back missed cuts, but prior to that, T22, T15, T21, and he made t- here last year. He's a four or five cuts with one top ten in there. So I think Armor's interesting. Another course history guy going super cheap this week is Jimmy Walker, 7,100 bucks. Um, T44 to miss cut his last time out prior to that, a bunch of made cuts. He's made 9 of 11 made cuts here, including a T8 last year. Um, I think Jimmy Walker is a very, very interesting – guy to play here I keep an eye on him there's a couple old timers i mentioned earlier i think you might have been out jesse that the, the way these courses play the old timers can play well here guys like steve stricker t26 t23 the last two years he's 7100 uh jim furrick seven thousand dollars this course fits jim furrick these courses fit jim furrick i know it's scary to play jim furrick but he's made 18 of 20 uh, his last time t66 but then t7 t35 he's not going to win you a tournament. But he's a guy that – I'm not going to ever say Jim Furyk's cash game viable, but at $7,000, I might feel okay with it uh, looking at Furyk. Uh, and then that's it. You know, I looked at a couple other guys, Harkins, Stallings for GPPs, but that's if you have questions there, hit me up in the Slack chat. But mainly um, I Alonax, like Thompson, and Perez a lot, and then uh, Domin and Walker. Those are the, the main guys I'm looking at in the bottom seven.
1: I like Harkins as well. All right, I'll, 6K. I, I have Harkins I like in out. there for me, so two of us on Harkins.
0: Yeah, I think I think Harkins is very interesting. It's that guy he played again. pretty well last year. for you. T twenty six is last time out, and yeah, he did last year. So yep. don't like that at all. Let's go to the six K. There are a ton of guys you can make a case for. Which one are you going to try to make a case for? Uh,
1: yeah. Um. So I'll just start and kind of go down. I got three <laughs> plays down here. I'm not super huge fan of this region, but Brian Stewart. Um. He's not. I mean his course history is not that great. He's made two of his of his last five cuts here. He'd missed a cut the last two years here, but he's coming off a of 55th, 40th in the Desert Classic, um, and 8th at the Sony Open. So, you know, he's played okay uh as far as that goes. And then moving on down the list, Julian Julian uh finished 33rd here in 2017 as only start only 61. And then three straight made cuts on tour, um, you know, boom or bust. And then last but not least, and this is, I'll probably have the only mention on fan share for this guy, Frederick Jakobsen. Um, fourth here in 2016, miscut, cut. Seventh, miscut, cut. 14th in his last uh, five appearances here. But did make the cut last week. I uh, was just looking at some kind of course history stats uh, on Fantasy National and. He just showed up, so I marked him down. He's 6000 If you're in this range, you'll maybe potentially redo your lineup, but if you love it and you just want to throw somebody in there, it would be Frederick Jakobson for me. Yeah,
0: I like the etch line call at $6,100. bucks. t 33 the one time he played here, he's made three straight cuts on tour. Not bad for $6,100. Um, there's a handful of guys I've written down. If you have more questions, send me up on the side chat, but a couple I am looking at um I, i'm okay with going back to bazelli well he's over 200 cuts here and that rough just friday back nine at the farmers also i'll go back to him he took a week off uh, if you're looking at course history down here brian gay's coming in really hot six of ten made cuts here Been a top 10 with a t8 last year he's made four straight cuts this event t55 last week so gay at 68 i can tell you to look at um hunting which is really crazy to this day he's actually coming in and really Really good form for Mayhan standards. T thirty three last week had a couple missed cuts than T fifteen. So again, Mayhan standards made eleven to fifteen here, so you can give him a look. Um, there's a the bunch. There's Laura Sabatini is looking really good. Uh, Grace Murray's only six hundred last year, back to back cuts. His putting's atrocious still, but he's finally stood again after that back injury. So at sixty three hundred dollars, not a bad GPP gamble because he can run some birdies out there for you. Um, other than that, again, hit me up. I have some other guys written down. The one that I'm going to ask you about, though, Jesse, Ho-Sung Choi, 6400.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely going to be fun to watch him. Um, you know, if you're playing multiple lineups, I would not advise anybody. I mean, I, I wouldn't talk you out of playing him um, because who knows? You know, I mean, who knows? It'll be fun to one way or the other. It'll be fun to see him around. I've already seen pictures on Twitter of guys you know, taking pictures with him and being super excited that he's there. So maybe the energy's there and he can get a made cut and it's the price is, is right for him. So worth a lineup.
0: Yeah. I will make it a point to find him at least Friday for sure, but uh, he'll be, he'll be one that'll get some, some action. The pricing breakdowns here. Let's make a couple more calls here. Give me some of your top GPP plays this week.
1: Yeah, so Nate Lashley would, would probably top that list uh, as a GPP, PPP, GPP play. Glover, who was a cash game lock for me last week, is, a G, is is in play, I think, for GPPs simply because his depressed ownership um, and the potential for a bounce back there. Uh, and then lastly, I mean, I'll throw Kokrak in the ring. I would not play him on a cash team. He is, I talk about, every time I talk about him, it's just like it tilts me because he is so up and down, but... Interesting at eighty five hundred, the, the ownership I would think should be depressed this week.
0: I'd hope it'd be depressed after the pricing, but yeah, a couple that I'm looking at some more like the it's the the bad week last week is coming back female because you might get some guys at lower ownership than they should be so female uh, Mickelson, two guys we talked about that could definitely go out there and put up some low numbers, and then Cam Champ just because he, he's down to eight K, the price has dropped. He's You know, he's barely making cuts right now and scoff on weekends. But at the same time, you can see on – that's the one thing. You don't have to be a driver here, and Cam's not a bomber per se. We talk about that over and over again. But if it's going to be wet like the big stick plays. So this could be really interesting uh, with Cam at $8,000 here to see how that kind of plays out this week. What are some of the cash game plays you're looking at?
1: Yeah, I mean I'm I'm not going to play cash this week <laughs> cuz you know it's just yes. really the that the the margin is going to be razor thin because obviously you've got 3 days you have 1 day with that, after the cut but you know if I was um I, I do like J- Jason Day totally fine for cash. I think M is fine for cash as well. And then I know I had another one here but I can't remember who I said was cash game. Oh, uh, Perez. I would I would take a look at Perez.
0: I like that. It's funny. Again, people, we don't we've done this podcast for almost two years now and we don't talk beforehand. I had Jason Day and, and M as two of my three as well. And then um, I was gonna say Kucher if you want to kind of Stars and Scrub go up top, but for cash you probably don't. So I got no problem with Nick Watney at seventy five. Right? I gotta I mean, go that direction. I like the press call as well.
1: Even in cash this week, you know, Stars and Scrubs is is you could, yeah, because, three days because it, you know, if you get the winner in there somehow and you only get four through, you're probably still going to cash, so you know, keep that in mind. But again, I'm not playing it this week because it's just mm-hmm. you know, it's three days, it's like basically we just, just think just was just no of it as no cut.
0: Does everybody remember that was excited for cash and how that turned
1: out? Just remember that. That's all I'm going to say. Well, that That's and last you week at the Phoenix Open, I mean, you know, the Slack chat, I felt so bad, man. They, I mean, everybody got slaughtered last week, and it's just like, yeah. you know, it's frustrating. But, uh, you know, this is a good week it's to awesome. actually scale, scale back a little bit and kind of take it easy because, A, the coverage sucks because it's always a bunch of celebrities, especially on Saturday. It's awful. And then it's three days and three different golf courses. I mean – you know, it's a good week to just kind of sit back and enjoy something else. I, what else do we do? I don't know. I'm not figured that out yet.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go watch. I'm gonna go watch golf. But yeah, it's, uh,
1: it's different. Let's <laughs> I'm talking about again, winners. It's, it's painful.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not ideal. It's definitely not ideal. But we get uh, some. But I can get Riviera the next week on. But uh, yes. let's pick some winners this week. Again, go to mybookie.ag. If you decide to place wagers on all sporting events, you can do politics, TV, the works. The Oscars are coming up. Go check them out. But um, they have all kinds of weird stuff on mybookie.ag. And if you're a first-time depositor, use promo code bench to get a fifty percent deposit bonus, deposit hundred bucks, get a three fifty bucks, so on and so forth. Jesse Winning, or what kind of picks do you have to win? Uh
1: I mean, I would if if I'm up top, I'm looking at Jason Day. Um you know, DJ. You know, is obviously the favorite, but I'm sure his odds are was was he eight to one, S- nine to one, six to one, six, six to one. one. Yeah, okay. What's day ten? Nine to one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know that, that I would bet on either yeah. one of those unless you're parlaying it with something. Um, like we talked about last week with the uh, Patriots or something. I, I, you know, if you're doing that, I mean, Patriots. Yeah, this could be a week uh, where we see somebody kind of come from. Out of nowhere, um, and if I'm gonna pick an out of nowhere shot, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Lashley.
0: I like that a lot. Uh, a couple that I'm looking at is I like can at 25 or Phil at 25. I think both of them could be interesting. Um, one that I don't mind this week because I think he's getting closer and closer, but there's also going to be a miscut coming and people are going to get pissed. But picture, but Sunjay at 45. Um, this course could play to him very very well. And then my long shot, you had Lashley, and I'll keep looking for that price here in a minute. I'm going Trey Molinax at 100 to one. Uh, I think his game's rounding into form, so we'll see how that plays out here. But as I scroll for Lashley, where are you, Lashley? This is a long shot. You weren't kidding, but hey, Ted Potter is like 300 to, to 300, right? Or something I mean, last three thousand. Uh, Lashley is seventeen hundred.
1: Seventeen. There's no way he's that high, is yeah. he? No 170, 170, right. 170, 170. okay one seventy one yeah is this guy to playing with saying, one leg or something? Does he have only have one yeah, eye? One
0: seventy one. So you, you're going big there, and I like it. Yeah. But all right, that'll wrap us up the week. Uh, any final thoughts for the Pebble Beach Pro Am?
1: I don't, man. I mean, this is this is a potential. I'm sure you talked about. It. I missed the weather. I don't know if you, how much you talked about the weather, but this is potential for a, a, a bit of a draw. Uh, that this week, um, among other things, and again, another reason to kind of chill a little bit, not not push all in this week, um, go back a little bit, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. I think it's going to be more wind than rain. Uh, it might get a little bit on Saturday, but overall, it's going to be a windy mess for sure. It's a lot of rain from pounding, but uh, it'll, it'll be interesting how it all plays out. It's going to be a f- Fun is not maybe not the right word, but it'll be interesting. I know the <laughs> players like it; it's a little, it's a little more relaxed. Um, so we'll, we'll see how it all plays out. And I'm more excited to see how it looks for the Open to see how that kind of get ready yeah, for I that do. in uh, June. But uh, with, that, with that being said, check out Jesse on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. I'm at BD Intric. The press DFS give us a rating and review on iTunes. We much appreciate it. This was the always pressing PGA DFS podcast previewing the 2019 AT and T Pebble Beach Pro Am. Catch
1: you. At Bet365,
0: we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket,
1: every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar.